You no. almost crashed Dave, my car. You drove All of the away lines too are far. <laughs> All right. Fuck you. <laughs> like it was like trying to be sexy jazz. Now, now I can only sing Randy Newman songs. It's only <laughs> the Toy Story song. Fuck. This always happens. <laughs> There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Stop. <laughs> we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. I'm still a woman. And this week's special guest, Jesse. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? They go together like peanut butter and jelly, but the kind that could leave you incarcerated for the rest of your life. Cops and donuts. <laughs> Just be careful. Which one you put in your mouth? Last week, Dave brought Martial Law starring Cynthia. I want to rock, rock. I told you I was going to do it every time. Yeah, every time. You, you, this, did, you, did. you weren't. Done. This week, our lovely special guest, Jesse, you brought something into the 90s. What did you bring us? 1992's Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Uh, I generally love these kinds of movies. It is a classic genre of like late 80s, early 90s. Like, Remember when movies were allowed to just be fun? <laughs> we didn't have to pretend we were taking anything seriously. Right. Why has Hollywood not remade this but a dark, gritty version? Oh, my God. I don't do that. I love Sylvester Stallone, so you know that this is not the first time I've seen this movie. I want Helen Mirren as Estelle Getty, but doing an Estelle <laughs> Getty impression. Well, I, I want the version that was on the movie poster where she was carrying like some giant semi rifle and like a, you know, one of those ropes of bullets. Like, I, from the poster, it is not the movie that I was promised. Jesse, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup it's your first day on the force, and your new partner has picked you up, and you're actually stopping by his place for breakfast before you head in to get to work for the day. Unfortunately, his mother's in town and is cooking breakfast for you. So in front of you, you have basically everything IHOP serves, uh, and there are more <laughs> plates on the way. You've got about 10 seconds before this table gives out under the weight of the monstrosity of food before you and crushes your legs beneath the table. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. With twice the rage and twice the age, this golden girl rolls into town to save her steroid-simping son from a lonely life of bad jokes and one-liners. Eight seconds! <laughs> well, I, I really loved the poetry of that, too. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. you could have really written like that little blurb on the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, if you don't have time to watch it, let's see, here you go. I think that was better than what was on the back of the movie. I wish that would have been the description. I'm sure. Really tells you what I'm you need sure. to know. <laughs> Casey, now that the table has collapsed on top of me and we've been forced to eat our way out of this mountain of food in the 10 seconds before your stomach erupts, sell me on this movie. In the cinematic version of a Randy Newman song, Sylvester Stallone is henpecked by his mom, all while chasing gun runners and Captain Tail. 
Seven seconds. I, mm, God, how dare you make me <laughs> contemplate Randy Newman and count at the same time? Didn't <laughs> feel I, like I, train wreck a me. Randy Newman song, like visually and emotionally? I don't. We, uh, mm, I uh, Look, we can debate that later. I'm just saying, don't do that to me while I'm counting. Shit. Yeah, if we want to decide whether or not this actually is a Randy Newman song come to life or not, we're going to have to go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. I think we should thank Jesse this week since for once this month, we're not actually watching a buddy cop film. Stop or my mom will shoot is more of a rom-com where instead of spending most of the time on the romantic relationship, instead we focus on the relationship between Joe Sylvester Stallone and his mom, Tootie played by Estelle Getty. I think it can be both. If top dog was a buddy cop film, I think <laughs> this still counts. It's a rom-com and a buddy cop this this was a rom-com bordering on a bad fan service anime the way she was giving him eyes in the car like yeah yeah <laughs> thank you yeah this, this felt a lot yeah oh dear i'm glad there wasn't an enema scene <laughs> do you say tentacles <laughs> Joey, I've got a fever. I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Dave, you brought you brought it. What? You brought Step Brother uh, Warning Label. Yeah, that oh, anime yeah, you made yeah. us watch. Where what? <laughs> no, Jesse, tell him. Domestic Girlfriend. I... Domestic Girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an anima. It was a suppository. <laughs> oh, my potato right. the dildo you know and i had completely forgotten <laughs> about that till right this moment <laughs> we've got a big crime plot trademark that is hilariously cartoonish the evil ceo parnell faked a warehouse fire to get the insurance payout meanwhile he moved all of his guns that were burned to sell on the black market double dipping he's even got two thugs that are moderately competent except of course when it comes to catching up with joe we haven't even mentioned the romance yet. Joe is on the rocks with his girlfriend, who also just happens to be his lieutenant. Which I'm sure is fine for the notoriously ethical LAPD, which I believe is how they're described in If I Did It by O.J. Simpson. I feel like that was the least of their problems. They're like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, meanwhile, has no feelings. He's just all bang, bang, bad men. And lieutenant girlfriend wants him to show her love. And he just doesn't know what feelings are. They're just alien to him. Because Joe's a manly man who's also constantly embarrassed by his mother. I think it's because his pants are on so tight, it's pinching whatever nerve in your spinal column that is that has, gives you feelings. Oh. Because that belt was... I don't know how he was moving like that in those jeans. <laughs> that was the right, pre-Lycra like, like in jeans days. Like, what are you talking about emotional feelings? He doesn't have physical touch anymore. His yeah. extremities are so blood-starved. He's just guessing mostly. <laughs> anyway, back to my buddy cop argument that this, this actually is a buddy cop. Think about it. How do conflicts get pushed into occurring or resolved in this movie? Ah. Uh, Joe, Joe takes looks. his mom along with. On two crime scenes, which is totally normal. <laughs> totally normal. And then she meddles with everything, a.k.a. bumbling sidekick. Fair. 
She uh, she's basically the dog from the dog buddy cop movies. <laughs> but less competent. Tootie even solves his relationship problems with a speech that was really, really sad in context. I'm glad the movie doesn't address that at all. It doesn't address anything at all. <laughs> so when she was talking, when the, you know, the whole spiel she gave about being 60 and alone in an apartment, was she referencing herself? That's what I, I was like, oh, and they talk earlier about uh, how her husband died tragically. So she's all alone on the other side of the car. I'm like, wow, this is... Wait, Dark. are they trying to tell us she's only 60 in this? Exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the part I'm most sad about. Well, she's 70 plus. Do the math. She wasn't 60 and alone because he would have been like, what, 10? I, or however old he was when he was making the funeral arrangements for their father. Right. So, like, is she just like, yeah, I kind of forgot you were there. I thought I was alone that whole time. Like, either way, <laughs> any way you look at it, it's bad. If, if anything, he was closer to 60 than she was, so was she just kind of like saying, hey, when you're 60. In three years. When no, you're no, no, 60. no, no, no. I'm happy as shit. I got all kinds of friends. We play shuffleboard. I just know you suck, and this is what's coming. Look at your sad little life in your dirty little house. Okay, I guess this was actually just a missed opportunity comedic delivery where she tears her son down. Well, Tootie becomes Joe's sidekick because she witnessed a drive-by murder while illegally purchasing a Mac-10. The gun she purchased is one of the totally burned-in-a-fire guns. You know, those, right? The drive-by she witnessed was the evil CEO Parnell's primary henchman. Tootie tries to strong-arm Parnell, interfere in the investigation, and even try to get Joe back with his lieutenant. Meanwhile, Joe tries to keep Tootie from interfering by handcuffing her to illegal gun dealers and locking her in a car. I think he was a really chill illegal gun dealer. Plus, did you see when he introduced himself to Tootie and took her to buy the Mac-10, he, like, took her arm and led her super gently? Yeah. He was your yeah. gentleman. That's true. I, That's true. I really like that character. Our film comes to a climax when Tootie's captured by Parnell just as he's about to fly to South America. Joe rushes in only to get captured himself. Tootie pulls out an illegal revolver she stole from the illegal arms dealer moments before stealing his van and illegally imprisoning him, shooting Parnell before <laughs> Parnell can shoot Joe. That's a lot of crimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all committed with the air of Mr. Magoo. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I'll say Tootie pulled the piece and she pulled the trigger. That's true. So God bless That's her. true. She follows the rules. Thank God. Joe finally gets some respect for his mother, gets engaged with the lieutenant, and the movie ends on Joe catching a killer wanted for killing his mother. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> y yuck, yuck, yuck was exactly how I felt when he goes the <laughs> at the end. <laughs> with the freeze frame on well. his like, <laughs> I've come close. I was genuinely expecting a porky pig like that, 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 that's all folks. <laughs> yeah. God, was he wearing eyeliner? I don't know if he was wearing eyeliner, but did you notice the ascending ridiculous shirts that he's wearing that culminates in the final shirt he's wearing in that last scene? <laughs> it's so loud. It it said like Venice, France, or something. I it was like a an artistic interpretation, something you'd see on a wall art thing, like street art, but someone like put it in a blender and put it on a shirt. 
also it was too big for his frame still you know what i mean like it was very blousy well it was the 90s we we untucked it and it was shirts were really blousy that's what we did yeah he was really lean in this movie by the way which also contributes to the shirts looking bulky like he was clearly on some kind of drugs because he was just like i don't know half a percent body fat we all saw him in the shower (laughs) It's true. He's like a third the size of this that he is in the Expendables film. Yeah. But that's just oh, totally yeah. good eating, not steroids. Anyway. Um. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but okay. Maybe we can call the blousey shirts a 90s thing. What about when Sylvester Stallone puts on a tie as though someone gave a tie to a gorilla and he's mimicking a human <laughs> through the glass? <laughs> it looks so tight. It was like he was like his mom rage it's, is tied in that tie. It's so tight. He still has like three buttons on his shirt undone. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, OK, he's let's like, go investigate. Right. Like, you want to take another crack at that slide? <laughs> no, he wants to look unhinged. Like it's part of his uh, it's part of his costume. He really pulls that off then. Can we talk about the 90s of this whole movie? Just some of the things we miss. Walking people to their plane. Seeing people off at their plane. You used to be able to do that. Walking people to their gates, apparently flying with like 12 cans of pineapples. That's a lot more than, that's a lot more liquid than you can get on a flight. The pineapples? (laughs) The pineapples, a suitcase full of cleaning supplies. Bleach, Clorox. I like. I what the fuck? Oh, she what absolutely the had the chemicals for chlorine gas. Like right, she could have, right. or no, just a pipe bomb. Like seriously, yeah. she could have killed everyone on on board. And it was like, yeah, go on through. I just my jaw was on the floor. I was like, oh my god, the Wild West time. Nobody's gonna look. She's a little old lady. Yeah, but you know, can I hit you with a fact? No. Did you know that Sylvester Stallone's mom in real life? is into butthole reading <laughs> where she looks at your ass and tells you like your future, like almost like a tarot card reading. Swear to God. I swear before God. Wait, is so her... it's like a palm reading. Yes. Is, but she looks at your ass. Is every prediction you will lose $50 to a scam artist as she hands <laughs> over an invoice for $50. I don't know. Can I borrow $50 and find out? Sorry, perverted scam artist. <laughs> what I want to know is, is it like a live, like actual butthole reading? Or is it like an imprint thing going on where they're like, they, you know, no, ink you down and you put it on a paper and then she goes, huh. Is this like some sort of day to day thing or is it like reading the lines on your hand where like you're just, your butthole is and she I think interprets it's like it. reading lines on your hand. Gotcha. Okay, so I like only need to get the lines in your butthole. I only need to get one it's butthole like, reading. So that, that's a good okay. point, though, because like on a day-to-day basis, my butthole will tell a lot of different stories. Right. This is like I can tell you have two kids, and you're gonna have one more. Um, things like that. I assume. Is it the stretch marks around the butthole? Then? <laughs> it was the hemorrhoids. And she's, the- counting, right. she's counting the spokes. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just cheating. Um, I'm, I gotta say, I'm more disappointed in the customers than I am the service provider. Like you do you girly, but like the people paying for it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I don't she's know. read Think about all of life. her children's assholes. So like you can sit with that information if you will. Um, 
You're welcome. I don't want no, to. No, I don't want to sit with that information. <laughs> oh, okay, right. well. No, Why I, would nope, you do that I, to me? I love these fun facts. Give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we miss about flying in the 90s, guys? <laughs> Apparently showing your butthole off to strangers. and getting... It's not a stranger. It's his mom. Well, it would be a stranger to me. Yeah, to anyone else who employs for the, her for this service. Is, does she only offer this to family? I don't know if that makes it better or worse. So the part of him being alone in an apartment when he's 60, that was actually his butthole reading from the movie. Oh, my God. You're right. She's like, Joey, when you fell asleep last night, I just pulled your pants down really quick to see. And, yeah, you're on trajectory from when I saw it when I was a little kid. Yeah, he does have that scene where he's like twerking his asses in the air and he's in his underwear in the bed. That's that's the, the fan service I'm talking about when I say this was more anime than it was real film. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, what, what was that? He gets woken up by his mom vacuuming at 3.15 in the morning and his response is to assume the fucking position in his briefs <laughs> with, with like pro-level back arch. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How is this your response to a loud noise? He even puts his face in the pillow so that they can't hear him scream. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, he's biting yeah. the pillow. Yeah. You're a cop, dude. Like, do you do that at crime scenes? Like, he's oh, got a lot of experience. <laughs> oh, you said you're a cop. I thought you said you're a top. Like, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> clearly he's not. Not a power bottom either. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't lie. Oh no, he's no. a pillow princess. This man gets woken sure. up in the middle of the night and he just assumes the position by reaction. <laughs> yeah. Gee, I wonder why things aren't working out with the lieutenant. Fight, flight, freeze, or fuck. You know. <laughs> okay, we've been beating around the Estelle Getty Bush. Which is colored in this. She doesn't have white hair. She's got brown hair and it really fucked with me. We need to talk about Estelle Getty. What a gem. What a gem. She's our central figure of the film. The the titular mom who will shoot. Um, who comes to town to visit her cop son for a, a long weekend. Maybe a month. Um, and she's That's awful. That's real unclear. It, in character. Like in the movie she's awful. Which is good acting. Uh, she makes the phrase helicopter mom sound mundane. Apparently, at one point, they established that she called all of her son's teachers weekly in high school to make sure that he was not skipping and doing his fucking homework. I mean, that's a good mom. No, 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 it's absolutely not. is not. No, okay, it but absolutely this, the is alternative not. is this was before they even thought to put on TV. Hey, it's dark out where your fucking kids. So a lot of kids were just like out getting abducted murdered in farm accidents she actually gave a shit hold on i i guess i never really thought about this but here's the implication that you just gave me that there was like some family right like a parent a dad and he was watching tv and one night a commercial came on it's like do you know where your kids are and he goes fuck i've been sitting here for months watching this program and no one's asked me that question I have no fucking clue where they are. Is that probably, what happened? Probably. <laughs> just had a panic? In the 60s and 70s, people <laughs> just 
didn't give a fuck. In the 60s and 70s, you could move 10 miles over and, like, be lost to the world, and no one would know where you <laughs> went or what happened. Right. Right. You shave your mustache, you're dead to everyone. <laughs> you can walk right by them on the street. Okay. That can maybe excuse her calling in weekly for uh, progress reports when he's a student, which it totally doesn't. That's just going to make the teacher fucking hate that student more. Yeah. Yes. How yeah. about her carrying around baby books to show his baby dick and diaper photos to like literally every human being she meets? Giant photo albums that were as large as like her midsection. Casey, how would you feel if your mom was carrying around one of her photo albums and was showing off photos of She you does. It's called her fucking phone, which is I'm <laughs> very careful about what I post on any social media that she has access to that's, or that's send any pictures. Smart. Thank you. I've had to really put up some boundaries with that broad. <laughs> Smart decisions. Stop. My mom will shoot with her camera. <laughs> oh. You know she's a little tourist. Are the pictures worse than like the bedwetting stories? Some of them. My fourth grade picture. You've seen it. <laughs> My fifth grade picture, worse. Mm. Is your fourth grade one where you look like you're a hippie and stoned? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I was going through that phase. I wasn't smoking weed, but I was just like, hippie culture, yes. Tootie loves showing off these embarrassing-ass photos to literally everyone she meets, including the world's apparently, like, horniest, kinkiest flight stewardess that yeah, is I'm the pretty definition sure of don't Jeffrey stick Jeffrey Epstein's crazy. future pilot. That's oh. what she grew up to be. She that was a fucking creep. Yeah, she Ugh. comes off the airplane to deliver a pickup line involving his diaper photos. I don't even remember it because I was so reviled by it. I'm always a sucker for a guy in pampers. Yeah. And also, you look real sexy in those diapers. Oh, Don't kick shit. I'm not. I will yet yeah, no report her to the whatever flight or what whatever airline she works for. Yeah, because he was she was looking at pictures of him as a child. So that's when she was like, "Oh my god, show me more Estelle Getty." She was still horny as an adult, but like the fact that that's what got you going like straight to jail. I'm sorry, straight to jail. I want to see what she's got in her suitcase. I bet she's got something that would fit him right off the bat. I always forget that this film has a dream sequence with Sylvester Stallone in a <laughs> diaper as an adult. I always I forget to make that. that the background of your phone. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which yes. one? The one of him standing there in the diaper, or the one of Estelle Getty with the giant baby powder and the pack of uh, Pampers? <laughs> Once, okay, the powder in Estelle Getty is the lock screen, but the background is is sly. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. Come here, I gotta change you. I've gotta change. It dovetails into this movie was made by someone who hates women. What? And it's what? Just like it's a it's a hate letter to women. Women are always trying to change you and break break you down and run it like. Oh my God! This guy just—this guy needs to apologize to his mom. I think it was more just pure laziness than any malice, because they also do the exact—they spend half the movie giving us 
totally justifiable reasons for Stallone to put up some serious barriers with his mother. Yeah. And yes. then hit us with the same old, ah, but she's family, so just, you know, let her trample over everything. You're 46, and she force-feeds you an entire buffet every morning, but that's fine. Right. Let that continue happening. Wait, but, okay, let's not judge her for the buffet in the morning. I would not complain about that. No, me either. I absolutely either. fucking would. He's a 46, I... Like, dude, you want to eat all of that? That's fine. Is he 46 in the movie? At the time of shooting this, he was 46. In, well, okay, he was he was 46 in 92. He'd have been like 45, maybe 44. But either way, whatever age he is, we're long since past the point that, like, you need to listen when he says he doesn't want to fucking eat, you goddamn psycho. Come to my house, Estelle Getty. I want to eat. I don't. I don't know that it's so much, Dave, you're getting real heated about a Getty, but Stallone doesn't fucking do shit about it. He is a 46-year-old adult. Oh, yeah, he absolutely. could be like, I'm good. I'm just going to eat a muffin or I'm not fucking hungry. I'm out. Oh, yeah. No, he, he force feeds all of it down and the movie tells us that that's what he's supposed to do because it's a shitty 90s movie. And so, yeah. So what does he bust out? The Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. The classic. chugs. Wait, no, and okay, this was actually really funny because I, he was just going to town in that Pepto-Bismol. I'm just thinking to myself, holy shit, how much of that is he actually drinking? Until he puts the bottle down and it's only gone down like this much and he was actually faking it. That was the best acting in this movie because I <laughs> believe he was drinking that. A master of his class and his craft. Man, every time I fucking pink, drink the pink, I yak every fucking time. It's just like a re my stomach's like, really? oh, we're puking. Got it. <laughs> Got it. It's just going to be pretty. Yeah, I, yeah, it really is. Like, Pepto-Bismol is just a puke reflex for me for whatever Same. reason. So, like, I hits my stomach. My stomach's like, gotcha. Game on. <laughs> Maybe Pull it's just because, like, you never bother with it until it's kind of too late anyways. So your stomach, your, this is your brain's just Jaeger. put together that like, the, oh yeah, this means he wants yeah. it over with now. Right. Okay. Would you say that Estelle Getty is a worse bum or a worse driver in this film, Dave? Oh Since man, you think she's that's a, bad a fucking really mom. tough competition. Mm, she's bad at both of these things. What? I, I disagree. She did good driving. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 I thought she was an excellent driver. Are you kidding me? Her She's stunt driver that had her little fro on? It was adorable. <laughs> adorable. She went through all that traffic, and the only thing she hit was a door and a clothing rack? I think she did pretty good. Yeah. And she drove on the sidewalk. And yeah. she drove sure. into a dumpster. Then, okay, that's <laughs> that part. How the scene ended. <laughs> yeah. She drove into a dumpster. Fair. Her, her glasses slipped. Yeah. Yeah. She's short, dude. So my mom used to have to, when she had her Trans Am with bucket seats, she had to sit on two phone books and one thin cushion. <laughs> really, she could use a big cushion or a third phone book, but she wouldn't be able to reach the pedals. So it's a delicate, we didn't have super adjustable shit back then for small people. She's doing the best she goddamn can. And then when she when she does crash into the dumpster and the guy next to it, there's nothing in there. I looked. <laughs> that was really that 100% agree it needed a sad trombone noise just because yes. you included the homeless man giving the like I already checked joke. Yeah, that 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 might have been the one that landed with me the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I 
What about the three other guys that were probably in there that she just killed? <laughs> I mean, Estelle Getty has, cr- has committed a lot of crimes in this movie. Oh, she's absolutely got more blood on her hands than what we see in this film. <laughs> I think you were right but saying earlier that she was running from something in Newark. Like she oh. was letting the, the heat cool down in Newark, and now she's just getting more heat out here. Like, next it's Winnipeg. You know what? You're right, because when Sly actually delivers the stop or my mom will shoot line, Estelle Getty fires off like five or six rounds at a man that's running like 60 yards away with a revolver and is pretty decent of a shot. She doesn't hit him, but she's not that far off. And then she's like, not bad for a first timer. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Hated that so much, but it's not just Estelle Getty. It's everyone who fires a gun in this movie because when they show her shooting that gun, she absolutely was not landing the shots that we see in the movie. She's oh, no. terrible, terrible form. The gun's all over the place. But earlier in the movie, when Sylvester Stallone shoots a bank robber, same fucking thing. He pulls it out like he's like goddamn Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Remember when they would just shoot from the hip? Wrist yes. went everywhere. That's how Sylvester yes. Stallone shoots in this movie. But if we're being realistic, those guns would snap her bird bones in half. Oh, her radial and spiral bone, or whatever the fuck it's called, those are dust in the middle. I was expecting, like, Police Academy when she fired the revolver at the end for it to lift her up and for her to fly back. <laughs> fly back. That would have yeah. been, a, that yeah. been a great gag, yeah. Right? I wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. One of the first scenes Estelle Getty is a buddy cop for Sly in is the jumper scene where they show up and there's a guy that's about to jump off of his, I don't know, eighth story window out to the ground because he's in a fight with his mother and it's still getting somehow is given the police microphone and is allowed to negotiate with this man while Sylvester Stallone comes out on, on the ledge. That's I love that scene. I think it's fucking ridiculous, but I love it. Estelle Getty does not talk the jumper down from committing suicide she is so horrible that the jumper says, man, the, like, the jumper says, wow, you've got things so much worse than me with your mom, and then goes back inside. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same reason I watched Law & Order SVU or like Maury. Like, things could be worse. It helps me get perspective. And that's all he needed was just a different perspective. Estelle Getty <laughs> doing God's work. Like, yeah, you know, things might be tough with your mom right now but she's not screaming childhood secrets about you through a megaphone on the streets of la (laughs) yeah my mom's just bad at driving it could be way worse he's up there ready to jump and she makes it about her and her son because she cannot like 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 this is the part we're talking about about whether she's a good mom or not and no, stage five clinger, bad all the way. Like in that, you choose that situation to be like, oh, my son Joey's still single. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's trying God. to get her son laid in the middle of a fucking suicide negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to get her son laid in like ninety percent of the movie. It like That's the true. fact that he did not turn out to be like an Ed Gein or a Jeffrey Brudos and just like come on shoes and kill women. It's surprising. It's, it's impressive. Surprising. Hey, we never actually see how he treats his shoes. He might come on his shoes. Or in them. 
Ooh, that squish when he runs. <laughs> no. I have a question. Okay. So, uh, his mom's his mom lives in Newark. Is he from Newark? I assume so. Yeah. Uh, right. Same. So, did Sylvester Stallone move to? Did his character, I guess, move to L.A. to be an actor and you know be a cop along the way? Because there's no way somebody from Newark. Moves to L.A. just to be a cop. That's like <laughs> to get away from their mom to yeah, get on the to... other side of the country. You go yeah, literally, literally ran away from else, his mom, though. Like it's not like I guess if he's from L.A. and he wants to stay there and go in and be okay, fine, whatever. But who moves to L.A. for anything other than to be an actor? He moved because he knew his mom wouldn't go to L.A. Right, literally the opposite coast, as far away as humanly possible, oh, while still okay. residing in the United States. I, right. I can buy that. Like, okay, this is like this right. is literal hell for her. So there's no way. Right. Okay, she hates I can buy it. that. She's never gone. I would have liked it if the movie had included that, but. Would you have to really need to <laughs> explain that? Is that really? That's really burning question for you, Dave. I wanted more character development, damn it, more. So, so a whole flashback scene of like when he's leaving and she's chasing him down the runway, like, Joe, don't leave. And then the part where he gets the cop, or goes to become a cop so he can take out his rage from his mom onto like helpless victims. And then in the end, kill himself. That, like one of that story. <laughs> yes, flesh it out for us. Thank you. Could you storyboard by next week? <laughs> so there's got to be a line of a Selgetti like yelling at the plane like you know I hate LA <laughs> right no come on look at her I'm character not it would back there it would have been like Joey your pineapples is what it really would have been <laughs> yes it would have it's fine I'll just drive them out it took <laughs> her like three years to get out there <laughs> yeah well your pineapples expired. Okay, I, I sympathized with Sylvester Stallone when she was like, I brought these out because they don't taste the same. And he's like, they're fucking canned pineapples. Yeah, like, they're, yeah, they're it's... dull pineapple chunks. Right. Where In do you camp. think they came from? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, I'm also going to have to be on the bad mom side of she wakes him up pointing a gun in his face. I mean, with luckily, the finger on the trigger. Gun. Yeah! Yeah, that, luckily it's his gun that would never fire again because she like washed it in bleach and ajax and ammonia and shit i don't remember so that bullet's not going anywhere yeah that not only did she destroy his gun by washing it but this is when we also discover that she cleans everything via just random chemistry and alchemy yes. of cleaning <laughs> products in a kitchen sink so See, i want again how it. has she not chlorine gassed herself no, I mean, it actually makes sense to me for the character because I assume she's burned so many brain cells. It's why she is the way she is. Yeah. <laughs> like an inbred, okay. purebred dog. <laughs> like it's really good at some things. Yeah. That was basically my family as a kid of mixing, cleaning yes. shit in a sink and then cleaning stuff that probably shouldn't have been cleaning it. So I, I can't hold this film that accountable. I did a lot of accidental alchemy as a child cleaning <laughs> too. So that kind of, that, that struck close to home. Okay. The other thing that struck close to home is her vacuuming in the middle of the night because my mom used to do that shit all the fucking time, all the time, 11 o'clock at night, school the next morning. I'm in first grade. I'm just real quick. Just going to get through the, 
would vacuum my whole fucking room, the whole house. <laughs> Is that why you vacuumed at 2 a.m. the night of our fucking wedding? No, I shampooed the carpet, you dumb bitch. <laughs> hey, that's better. I vacuumed them shampooed. <laughs> was she was she just pushing it against the door? Just not going in but letting you know she's there. Bop, 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 Oh, I didn't even fill up the tank. <laughs> a, I'm a big ang- angry Zumba with tits. <laughs> or Roomba. Zumba? It's a Roomba, yeah. Um, I got one more for the bad mom tally, if anybody's keeping track on that. No, I'm not, track. but go off. Sis. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, when she just ignores all of the calls from her son because she knows he's calling to say, don't come. Yeah. So, yeah. She says, oh, for the last, like, however many years, every time I'm going to come visit, you call me at the last second and say, it's not a good time. So I figure this time I'm just not going to pick up the phone. Ha ha. You're like real funny script writing. But what the fuck, woman? I think one of the most surprising things about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot is that we do get one really awesome action scene at the end where Sly drives a fucking semi and goes to battle with a plane on the runway. Yeah, yeah. he just drives a semi into a plane's propellers, which, like, I didn't look. I haven't watched any behind the scenes or anything, but, like, holy shit, did you actually drive a semi into a plane? Because that was incredible. It looked good because he first, like, tears part of the wing off, part of the, uh, the part that comes out to let the landing gear out, and then starts smashing into the tire and knocks a tire off of the plane so that it's fucking riding a rim. Yeah, I love that at one point in that scene, the bad guy is, like, egging on his pilot, like, come on, long since past the point this plane is not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to swerve at that point. It was, it reminded me of him being in over the top, though. Yeah. Of him driving that semi. He looks natural driving that semi. Did you think that when he was playing chicken with a plane that he was going to fucking smash it into the plane? A bit. That would solve his Estelle Getty problem. <laughs> <laughs> My poor mom killed in the line of duty. Oh, that's why he kept taking her to crime scenes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Get accidentally hit. Stray, stray fire. Whoops. Then he never has to talk about it because he'd be like, man, I just can't even think about it. Right. I just Collateral damage. Is so painful. No, when he was driving the semi right at the plane, I was... I. All I kept thinking is, like, how do you think you're going to get on that plane driving a semi, chasing a plane? Even if you didn't have your trailer in the back, it does not go that fast. It does not accelerate that fast. And then he whips it a la Fast and the Furious. And now I'm thinking to myself, how long is this runway as he's chasing him down trying to get into gear? <laughs> I thought he was going to try to hop onto the plane. That's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's clear to me that the criminal plot and all of the police work is just background to the relationship between Sly and his mom and maybe sort of his lieutenant girlfriend. It There's no tension in the policing, though. No! Like, no. dead heat, even though it was silly. You have Joe fucking Piscopo. <laughs> they still had a sense of danger or something. There was no sense of danger because you know sure. they're not going to shoot Estelle Getty. Right. And they're not going to let him get shot. I mean, no. So, well, I, I, yeah, I just, the title is Stop or My no Mom e- Will Shoot. I just am no not sure how much tension you should expect. Is he going to stop? 
Is she gonna shoot? <laughs> so two more things I think we were supposed to talk about. Um, Ving Rams and then how Sylvester Stallone ended up being in this movie, which is my favorite part of this whole thing. <gasps> so many, many moons ago, I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in an interview talking about how him and Stallone had a very famous rivalry in the 90s because they were making similar kinds of movies. And he talks about, in this interview, how there was a script that came across his desk. And they asked him if he'd like to be involved in the movie. And he read the script and said, no, this is dog shit. But tell everybody that I'm going to do it. And then you can get Stallone for a lower price. And when Stallone heard that Arnold was interested, he jumped on it and said, don't even give him time to think about it. I'm doing this movie. And like to this day, he says it's the worst film of his career. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Jesse, we're going to start this off with you because you brought this 1992's Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Would you watch it again? I really enjoyed Estelle Getty in this. She was a lot of fun. I was lacking so much detective work like we spoke about before. It's just in the, in the vein of movie that it's in, there was so little of the policing and so much more of the rom-com and stuff. I personally would not watch it, but... But when I told my mom what movie we were doing for the podcast, oh, my God, I love that movie. It's so funny. <laughs> so I would watch it again with my mom, Aww. Which, Aww. I find, which I find very ironic considering the movie title and all that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the yes. only, so the only instance in which I would watch this again would be with my mother. Dave, would you watch this movie again? God, man, I've seen this movie at least a couple of times before. You know, it's Sylvester Stallone. Of course, it was going to pop up. But it's been a while since I watched this. Like, uh -huh. a long while. And I'd forgotten mm -hmm. most of it. Um, Wow. I, I, I'm infuriated by the whole first half of this movie and how absolutely nothing is resol resolved with his mother and everything's just forgiven. Like, I, I think it's hilarious that you'd say you'd watch this with your mom because <laughs> I kind of feel the same way. And it's also, I can see my mom watching this and going to like, you see, she loves him. Uh, and me going, yeah. you see, she doesn't listen to literally anything he says. <laughs> But it does have that really fun semi-plane crash sequence at the end of it. It at no point takes itself too seriously. It's a really dumb movie, and it's aware of that. I, I It's not going to be soon, but yeah. I think I would definitely no! watch Stop and My Mom Will Shoot again. Wow. It's just, right. just a dumb, fun movie, and I'm on board for that. Um, also, side note, the guy who directed this also directed Tomorrow Never Dies, which is not by any wow. means a good Bond movie, but like, how is wow. he getting work? And Turner still and Hooch. counts. Uh, Casey, we'll kick it over to you next. Uh, starring Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty. Stop or my mom will shoot from 1992. Would you watch it again? So I'm a little disappointed because I, like most people, know Estelle Getty from Golden Girls. And the fact that she did no sex talk or dirty talk in this film really hurt my soul. She didn't try to, like, fuck anybody. It didn't feel very Estelle Golden Girls. I could have I had more of that. While there was that weird tension with her and Sylvester Stallone, especially, like, 
when he's using her juicy rumpus to break through windows and shit when they're locked <laughs> in a, a warehouse together and he has her bent over uh, his shoulder. Her juicy rumpus. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. like that you said it that way. Well, I said it. Thank you. Uh, I would not actively watch oh. this again. But oh. like Jesse said, this is a, a movie that I know my mom enjoys. And I would watch it again with her. Wow. Because I'm a dutiful child. <laughs> wow. You know, it's one of those... I would rather watch this than like one of her shows that she's recommended. You know yeah. what I mean? The evil you know versus the evil you I don't want to watch Chicago Fire. I'd rather watch this. Kay. I know what I'm in for. Kay. I know that I'm gonna see Sylvester Stallone in some like boxer briefs, just Twerking. like throwing it back. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I I guess I would watch it again wow. out of love. But wow. Jay, that takes it to you. Can you take it to the limit? Can you take it over the top? Oh! Oh, you see what I did there? Would you watch <laughs> Stop or My Mom Will Shoot Again? We didn't get a chance to talk about the Twin Peaks slash slightly Looney Tunish music vibe oh that this has God. going on with the slow jazz that's sort of also Pink Panthery at times. It really lifts the the lightness of the film and make sure that we don't stray into any serious territory and sylvester stallone does most of this movie like whining and complaining about his mom which is really out of character for him it's a really interesting way to see stallone and i know that he says that this is his worst movie but i'm gonna tell you guys something i had to watch this originally uh by myself and i found myself giggling my ass off at the terrible jokes robert ebert roger ebert said this movie wasn't funny I disagree. I think this movie's jokes are so bad that they land. And the the almost cringe is palpably hilarious. I had a fun time. I had a lot more fun than maybe I should be comfortable admitting out loud. And I'd just sit down and watch it again. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. And I guess wow. that's four out of four of us. Although the other three of you need some kind of extenuating circumstances to watch it again. I might go pop a bag of popcorn and sit down on my couch on a Friday night and watch it by myself. Which makes me We're the like coolest kid in the room. really good, bad people. <laughs> yes, I guess that makes sense. It's up to you, listeners. Have you guys seen Stop or, or My Mom Will Shoot? Would you watch it again? Casey, what do we have going on next week? Black blisters. You know, those movies that should have popped but didn't. Now it's just kind of left you with a mess in your shoe. Movies that weren't as successful as they should have been or wanted to be. So we'll just have to wear jellies one more week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Uh, I don't know, throw us some Band-Aid money. Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeakShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights, grab our little Yorkie, and go nag our son while we're holding a gun. Huh? <laughs>